You're listening to Cortez Radio, CKTZ, 89.5 FM. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also listen to at CortezCurrents.ca. In the conclusion of a series of four broadcasts about the island's looming water problem, Jude McCormick, Bernie Amell, Chris Wellstein, and Mike Gall describe some of the initiatives that the Quadra ICANN water security team is taking. They have good reason to suspect water is becoming less abundant as the climate continues to shift and an expanding network of roads, ditches, and other human infrastructure disrupts the penetration of rainwater. There are numerous reports of lower water levels in island wells. Once year-round wetlands are drying up in the summer, many cedar and spruce trees appear to be stressed. These anecdotal evidences are backed up by data from the island's provincial groundwater observation well, which shows that Quadra Island's water levels have been dropping for the past 12 years. One of the most popular local responses is to take pressure off Quadra Island's aquifers by rainwater harvesting. Jude McCormick, the water security team leader, explained. People have been actually catching the rainwater from their roofs and have been using them for their gardens. Some people are setting them up for fire prevention. They have a a small fire that starts on their property. They can get the pump in there and just put it out. So they have multi-use, all to do with water. Is there anyone on Quadra who is either fully or in part living on rainwater? Yes, actually, um, I have a neighbor up here in Granite Bay who's right uh, on the ocean. So when they came here, they came here about the same time we did in 2005. They built their house with a lot of roof surface and I think put two 1,500-gallon storage tanks. And they can run their electricity from that and their toilets and all their domestic use year-round. And they buy their drinking water separately? No, they have a filtration system and um, uh, the ultraviolet lights. So they're they're self-contained. And so far, it's been adequate. Um, There's just one person living there now. So it's not like a big family or anything, but uh, she waters her garden from that. And um, yeah, they built it that way to be able to be self-contained because they have no access to water. Uh, They're on rock. So they'd have to really go way down to get anything from a well. Bernie here. This year, my wife and I are also completely on rainwater collected from our roof, uh, filtered and UV'd for safe use. We have calculated our water use. Now we use composting toilets, so that much affects things. We are able to get 30 liters per day per person as a water use, which meant we made it through that drought with a fair reserve of water still in our tanks. It's feasible to do because we do have a good rainy season that that regularly fills things up, as as you're experiencing right now. Chris Wellstein says, We have a program of the IBC tanks that we bring in, sell them at cost, food grade, help people set them up to collect rainwater use them on their gardens. Some people are being very, very effective with that and taking the strain off 
the aquifer at this time. And the more we can encourage that until we have a better understanding of what we're working with for water underneath us, the better. That's been going on for quite a while, and that's a very successful program. A few Quadra residents are digging ponds to store water. It's Mike here. If you really think about it, everybody's living off of rainwater. The aquifers are recharged by the rainfall that comes from God from the sky. It's really that simple. And it's a big water cycle. It's a, it's just a big circle. And the key thing, when you look at the utilization of powering a home or area, BC Hydro, anybody in the know will always say that the best method to get yourself green is to conserve. The more you can conserve on the power, the less power you can you consume. And that shrinks that bubble of utilization significantly. The same thing is true for water. If you can find ways to conserve, that is more efficient than anything else you can do. And it costs you literally nothing. It's just a change in your methodology. The education of the island as time goes on, as we get bits of information, encouraging the community to talk about their wells. We have a new member who is suggesting a way that we can very easily test output of wells and start to make comparisons from year to year with people who would volunteer their well as a subject well. There will also be a map and maps available and, and collecting of information from community members who will volunteer you know, when their well was dug, how deep it is, what the output was, if they can find out what the output is now. And just an outreach, a very visible outreach to the community about this subject, I think will get people thinking about it. And there will be less sprinklers on gardens and lawns and more drip systems in their gardens. And perhaps people will start to think about what they're doing with their properties a little more as their awareness of water security consciousness is raised. You've been listening to Jude McCormick, Bernie Amell, Chris Wilstein, and Mike Gall describe some of the initiatives the Quadra ICANN Water Security Team is taking 